We give him praise this morning. Lift him up. We magnify his name. We want to go before the throne of grace this morning to pray with you, pray for you, for the things that are happening, the things that are going on in your life that will lift up the name of Jesus, that he will fulfill his word and his promise. He said that he will always be there and that he will bless your holy name. His holy name. We praise him. We thank him right now for all the opportunities that he gives us and the thing that he's done and the thing that he is doing. We honor him. Glorify him. We know that there are people that may be going through things. We all are dealing with circumstances and situations, difficulties in life. But he told us he would give us peace if we would allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and our heart, lead us and guide us and direct us. We want to pray for that peace, that God would grant the peace, the peace of comfort, hurt, wounded, discouraged mentally disturbed or anything that you may be dealing with right now and we're just praying for the change to happen in this world in the people in the world change their heart turn to Jesus believe him no matter what trust him at his word we thank him today we glorify him let us pray heavenly father in the name of Jesus Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. We ask that you not right now, Father, would honor our requests. Father, you said to ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find and knock and the door will be opened. Father, we know that we're not worthy of what we're asking what we always crying out to you for. But because of your love, your grace and mercy, you're always there. The most beautiful and wonderful thing about you is you continue to love us. You continue to bless us. You continue to have mercy upon us even in the midst of when we're disobedient, even when we don't keep your command even when we're not loving one another as we should. So, Father, thank you right now. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all things. Come into our lives. Grant us with the peace, your peace, not the peace like the world pretends to give, but the peace that passes all understanding. And give us guidance and direction and help us to hold on and trust in you in all we do. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your love and kindness and your tender mercy. Sometimes, Father, we think that some people just don't realize how great your love is, how wonderful your love is. But I thank you. We thank you on their behalf, even when they're ignorant of 
how good you've been to them and how good you've been to them right now. Bless, Father. Bless continuously with your grace and your mercy. Your long suffering that you put up with us. You don't have to. You continue giving us chance after chance. You don't have to. You continue granting, granting our request of what we ask for. You don't have to. But this great love that you have for mankind is so beyond the words that are in a dictionary. Father, that I thank you. Thank you on all of our behalf, Father. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us chance after chance after chance. Opportunity, opportunity after opportunity. Father, we bless your name with thanksgiving right now as we honor you in the prayers and the requests and the lifting up your holy name, glorifying you by keeping your word in our hearts, adhering to it and abiding to your commandments. Father, we thank you and praise you right now. We ask that your Holy Spirit would come right now over these airways, wherever they, my voice is being heard. Because it's not my voice that they're hearing, but it's your voice through my voice that I humble myself that you would use me and speak through me. In the name of Jesus, I praise you. We praise you. We lift you up and give you thanksgiving and glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we say amen and amen. God is so good. He's so good. He's so good that he really don't need no introduction. He's so good that no wonder we're still here. He's so great and merciful. There's no words that we can think of that will explain his kindness his love, his grace, his mercy. The wonderful acts that he does on our behalf to bless us, to keep us, to give us chance after chance after chance. We thank him today. We bless his name. He's worthy of the honor. He's worthy of the praise. You ought to be willing to. Lift his, lift your hands up to give him glory. Do you not realize that you're not here of your own accord? You're not here because you're all that. You know I. You're not here to puff up yourself, build yourself up. We're here to lift up, to glorify Jesus, to glorify God through him to magnify him, to lift him up, to thank him for all he has done. That wonderful love and kindness and tender mercy that he grant us. So many times people on the holidays and all of these celebrations and things that they set aside for us, we think it's all about the enjoyment of that. But you know, without Jesus, without him, you wouldn't be able to do any of it. And I believe what the Bible teaches me. See, in everything we do, we should give him praise. In everything we do, we should glorify him, not, not glorify ourselves. In everything 
and this day and time comes down to people oneself. And they fail to realize it's not about them, but it's all about Jesus. Spend so much time about things that are happening, historical things that are happening, stuff like that. But it's the love of Jesus that we need to turn to. It's him that we need to be recognizing. No matter when or where or what their celebration is, it should always, always be about Jesus. Today, I want to bring your attention to speak to you today with the word in the book of St. John. In the book of St. John. Chapter 15. Hallelujah. Chapter 15. We're going to read verse 13. St. John. And it reads and it says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. For his friends. For his friends. For the people that he shared. He shared. Shared the things of the Father with. That's why he called them his friends. And today he want to share more with you. But I want to alarm you that the adversary is very cunning, very slick, very deceptive. He's He's so smooth, I don't like to give him all of this. All of this. The credit. But I have to give it to you the way it is. Disguising himself like he have the truth and the knowledge of what's going on. And then... He uses these things to cause you to be lost or to cause you to be in a world of darkness where you can't see, where you don't understand. But this God, this Jesus that loved us so dearly that he made a reason and a purpose to come to live and die for us. Why would a God, if he didn't love us, do something like that? If you look around us, or look around yourself, or look around, you'd ask yourself, how and why? Are we worthy? We're not worthy. Because we keep doing foolish things. Silly things, ignorant things, dumb things, all but not, but not doing the will of the Lord. 
Sometimes it takes blessing the name of the Lord. Blessing the name of the Lord. Giving him the glory. Giving him the thanksgiving. Magnifying his name. We thank him for all things and everything that he's done and doing. So he says, no one, no one, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friend. There's nobody else capable of doing this like he is. Like he is, he's worthy of the honor. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy. He's so worthy that he's worthy to be magnified, to be lifted up. No one has a greater love. No one has a stronger love. No one has a stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friend. He said, you are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friend because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my father. But that's just to give you how great this sacrifice that the Lord has and what he's done in our lives and for us. But my message today is right here in 14, beginning at verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrances, all things that I said to you. 27 is the one I want you to focus on. The 27 verse, 14 and 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. My peace I give you. I want you to understand something. There is a gift, and this is the gift of peace that we're talking about today. The perfect gift is the gift of peace was asking my wife a question, and I asked this question I'm going to ask you today. What is the most greatest thing that the God, that the Lord is trying to give us? Why did he die? What was his most purpose? What is, what is his most purpose? His most purpose, his most purpose is to allow us to be with him in heaven. So in order to be with him in heaven, he had said in Romans 
for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The gift of God. The gift of God. Uh, the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, why, why, why do we want eternal life? Why do we want to escape this old wretched world? Why? Because we want peace. That's the most greatest thing that he has been trying to and continually trying to give us is peace. Peace to be able to withstand whatever we come up against, whatever we have to deal with, whatever that's going on in our life. Peace. But you can't have this kind of peace without the Holy Spirit. This is what he was sharing with the disciples. Because he was letting them know there are things you're going to face. There are things you're going to deal with. There are things you're going to have to understand in order to deal with them. You're going to have to have peace to be able to endure the things that is going to come up against you. And there's a season for everything to happen in our lives. For sadness, for mourning, for death, and all of that stuff. But peace comes to comfort us, keep us, guide us, strengthen us, and protect us. But in order to have that peace, you've got to come to the humility in your life to humble down, to repent and to admit where you are, who you are, in your own personal life and express it to Jesus so that he would work through the spirit and give you some guidance. And so he says, again, I read, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world. Not as the world gives do I give you. So he, said, so he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Here's what I have to say to anyone that is mourning anyone that is going through something. You don't have to be afraid. You don't, you don't have to worry. You can be comforted, but you've got to have the peace. You can't get through this, or you can't get through your situation, or you can't get through the sad moments in your life. You can't get through what you have to face, the difficulties, without peace. 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 Don't let your heart be troubled because you can have peace. He said, you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the father of my father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. And I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know what I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do arise and let us go from here. Get up! Get up. And if you back up and... Uh, the 14th chapter in verse 1, it said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
And 14 and 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. See, this is what you got to have. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He said, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And when you come back, jump back over in chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through me. Nobody can get anywhere. There's nothing in this world that you're going to be able to deal with or handle without the love of Jesus. There's nothing that you're going to be able to face any triumph, any tragedy, any situations, you're not going to be able to, 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 to deal with without him. It's so sad that people continually concern about enjoyment in this life more than they are concerned about their souls. Their souls. It's so many people travel up and down the road right now. It's just so many from, from yesterday all the way up until now trying to get to some place so that they can celebrate what? Celebrate what? Do you want true freedom? True freedom. True freedom is in the spirit. True guidance is in the spirit. True deliverance is in the spirit of the word of God. And while, while, while you wait for that, he says here in the 19th verse of the same chapter of 14 here in John, he said, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live and you will also live. He said, at that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. It's too much, it's too much concern about the world and not enough concern about Jesus and what he's trying to do in our lives, what he want to do in our lives. If anyone loves me, if anyone loves me, this is what Jesus says. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He says in the 24th verse of the 14th chapter of John, he said, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So we live in a time when when going to change this peace that he's trying to give us? This, this peace. And when I jump back over here to chapter 15 of John, 
And verse 9, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you and abide in my love. He said it again. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You see, that, that, that's where it is. That's where it is. It's in the love of Jesus. There's no greater love. There's no greater love than this. What matter of love is this? Is to have peace. He came that we would have peace through whatever difficulties we might have or experience. When you lose a loved one, when you lose a child, a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, a grandparent, any of the above, if you got the love of Jesus operating in your life, and if you would allow the love of Jesus to operate in your life, he will give you peace. He will give you peace. He will give you comfort. He will give you comfort in any, any situation in your life. And to live in a space where if you're grieving for a loss of a loved one, the way to get through it is with Jesus. The way to get past it is with Jesus. There's nothing wrong with allowing the Lord to help you to get through it. That doesn't mean you don't love the one that's gone. It means that you're trying to move forward in your life because grieving, if you're not careful, it will destroy you. It will destroy you because it will get you in a desperate situation or, or thinking of things that trying to turn to that will not help you. And all I'm saying to you this morning, if you are going through this process of grieving or whatever you're having to deal with, turn to Jesus and ask him and pray to him that you need that peace. His peace, not the peace of the world, because they can't give you the peace when you're missing that void, that emptiness on the inside. Only Jesus can give you that peace. Only Jesus can fulfill that emptiness. Only Jesus can fill that void. You know, you know, people going through life every day and trying to fill this void with all of the things that are in the world. Every facet of thing that's in the world that's missing and, they're, and, and they're, they're searching and they don't realize they're searching, but they're searching for to feel fulfillment of that inside by going through all the gambling, the drinking, the smoking, the, 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 the drugs, the alcohol, the money, careers, everything, thinking that those things will fulfill that emptiness, that missing link on the inside. And you're probably saying, why do I have the missing link in the first place? It's because when Adam disobeyed God, that separation caused him to have a condition. He was disconnected from God. That missing link, you, you know how it is. If you got internet, if you're not connected, your Wi-Fi is not connected, the password is not the right password, or you haven't paid your bill or whatever it is that you, it takes to get reconnected to that source, you won't have no signal. And the same thing that's happening in the spirit realm, when we are disconnected by sin, 
Sin causes us to be disconnected with God and to be separated from God. And then we have all these issues. And then we try to fill it with all of the things in the world which will never take place of what Jesus, what God had placed in man to be connected in the first place. Never happened. It'll never happen. It doesn't matter if you become a billionaire. You can have all the money in the world and still be sad. You can have all the cars. You can have all the substance. You can have all the income coming in monthly and still be disconnected from the Lord. You ought to be asking yourself today, where is my relationship with Jesus? Why do I stand with Jesus in my life? Why, do, why does he fit in in my schedule? Why does he fit in in my everyday routine? You might find out he hadn't been fitting in enough. You might find out you haven't been seeking him enough. I'm not talking about the, the little time you put in and go to church every Sunday or every other Sunday or every holiday. Hallelujah. Or Bible study every now and then. Or prayer service every now and then or fasting or praying every now and then, that's not a commitment. That's not, that's, that's not a, a deal where you have committed your life to a service of, of the Lord where he can fill that empty void. That's not enough. It's not enough. You know how it is when your phone is dead and don't have a full 100% charge. You know, 40, 30, and 20% don't do it. It's only going to last so long. And if you don't hurry up and do something, it's going to go dead. That's where our lives are spiritually. If you don't hurry up and do something, you're going to be dead. And if you've never done anything, your spirit life is already dead. That disconnection is a void. It doesn't how much, no matter how much. Have you ever thought about you've been drinking all day long and still don't feel nothing? You've been smoking all day long and still ain't, ain't going nowhere. You've accomplished everything in your life and look like something's still missing. You bought all the vehicles. You bought the biggest house. You got the biggest income and all that and look like something's still missing. It's Jesus. It's Jesus that's missing. And, and you're smoking and you're carrying on and you're going on trying to fulfill and feel good and feel kind. See, you don't have peace. No, you don't have peace. That's the Bible. The Bible says when you don't have Jesus and you don't have peace. I've just read all this. When your mind says, how can you judge me? I'm not judging you. I'm speaking facts about what the scripture is saying. I don't have to judge you. The word does the judging. But what I'm trying to get you to understand, those that are listening may be having this problem right now, these issues. And even, and even let me tell you something, and even those that when you lose loved one, if you don't have a connection with God, and the reason you're hurting so bad is you got to get connected with Jesus so the peace of God would rule in your life and help you get through the loss that's in your life. The peace of God. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Nothing. There, there is not a word in the dictionary or the vocabulary that can explain or can uh, define how great peace is. Nothing can define it. Don't you want peace? Don't you want peace in your life? I came. That's what he said. I came that you might have peace and that you may have it what more abundantly. 
That's what Jesus said. He came that we might have peace. Peace. Here's the deal. When sin is in your life, sin goes against anything that has to do with having peace. Sin brings chaos. Sin brings trouble. Sin brings difficulty. Sin causes devastation. All of those things are the requirement or the acquired things that happen when sin is running rapid in your life. But the peace of God, the peace, the gift of peace that he can give us is the kind of thing that, man, no matter what's happening, you can get through it. That's what peace does. And this kind of peace right here have you happy even when you feel sad. This kind of peace right here have you loving when you're mad. This kind of peace right here. This kind of peace right here keeps you focused when you're distracted. This kind of peace right here keep you on target when you're going the wrong way. Keep you on track when you're confused. This kind of peace here keep you loving and being able to forgive you one another when you're hurting. This kind of peace, it allows you to love the one that put the damage or do some harm and wrong to you and you're able to forgive them no matter what. You're able to forgive them no matter what. This is this, this is this kind of peace. This kind of peace that holds families together when they want to separate, when the devil comes in and wants to d- divide them. This kind, of, this kind of peace have always have a forgiving heart towards you, one another, no matter how many times someone hurts you or wounds you. This kind of peace not only brings those things in your life, this kind of peace right here even allow healing to come into your life. This kind of peace allows healing to come and cure you of all manner of disease. This kind of peace allows you to be revived when you're weak. Lord have mercy. That's what this peace does. This peace right here. This peace is the love of God that shed abroad in your heart and have you treating everybody, not because of a color, everybody because they are human beings the same way. That's what this kind of peace is. This kind of peace is wonderful when you let him have his way. This kind of peace is a magnet for love, for forgiveness, for kindness, for being holy, for walking holy. Walking holy and circumspectly in the will of God. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about. Don't you want this kind of peace? Don't you want the kind of peace that no matter what happens, you can love you one another. 
this kind of peace is when you love people who hate you or hating on you for no reason. This kind of peace. You see, here's, here's what's happening in the world when the world's hate. Here's, here's what's going on here. And this is when, when, the, um, um, when peace is operating, this is what it can do. But here's what happened when the world's, with the world's hatred, beginning at chapter 15 here in St. John and, 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 and verse 18. He says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Say, so if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, and he's speaking to the disciples because he chose them and he's letting them know this is what you're going to face right here. But I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. The world hates you. Now, let's think about something here. Just think about it since you want to deal with senses in this way. Why hate somebody that's trying to love you? Why hate somebody that's trying to be kind to you? Why hate somebody that's trying to forgive you? Why hate somebody that's trying to establish a relationship with you? Why hate somebody when they're just trying to get along with you? For what? They haven't done anything. Right there, it should let you know that it's the spirit of the adversary that's overtaking your life and causing you to feel this way. And even, and even for those that are in disbelief and unbelief, let me speak to you too. If you say, if you say you don't love or don't believe there is a Jesus or don't believe there is a God, then how in the world do you think you exist? How do you think you got here? And if you're, if you're a God and you're so great, then why that after a certain length of time in your life that you're going to have to die? And you've seen people die and leave this world. What do you think happening? What do you think is happening? How do you think you were created? I mean, how do you think that you exist here in this world? I mean, you really, you really is that low in your self-esteem or hatred or bitterness to where you allow the adversary to come in to cause you not to believe that Jesus just wants to love you, that God just wants to love you. And he's proven his love in John 3, 16. And I read it here in St. John again, here in the 15th chapter. There's no greater love than this. What manner of love is this that Jesus laid his life down for all of mankind to give them a chance to be able to live eternally with him? Eternal peace with him. And what he was trying to allow us to do to be able to have is to have peace on earth while we live here. And yet, we messed that up. We missed that. Why? With the hatred, the bitterness, 
with the anger, the disbelief, with the hard-heartedness, with the stiff neck, all those things, and we're messing it up because we can't do one simple thing. One simple thing. And what is that, Pastor? Love you one another like we love ourselves. We can't get that right. Why? Look at the killing, the hatred, the racism, and all of these things that is happening. The control, the manipulation. For what? Because once somebody wants to be in control, because once somebody wants to rule the world, you'll never rule the world. I don't care if you're the, you're the president of the whole world. You won't rule the world. You won't rule it. Because God is the ruler of everything, all things. He is. He's the creator of everything, of you and I, the devil, and everything else. Nobody is greater than he is. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Everything belongs to him. You don't even belong to you. How? If you're so much in control of yourself, how do you make you come be alive or were birthed here. You had to come through somebody else, your mother and your father. The one, the one that came together that God allowed them to produce you. How do you think you exist? I hope I'm talking to somebody to make them think. See, it's time out just running the church and still coming out the same way. It's time for some repenting and some commitment to Jesus. See, you can go to church and not be committed to Jesus. You can go regularly for years and still have him commit your life to him. You can go and be brought up and taught and trained what to do because Proverbs tells us to train up a child in the way he should go. Where he should go. It already lets him know he may not even follow these directions, but it's there for him to follow if he needs to. But it always comes back to after they bump their head or go through the hardness of time or the toughest of things or the most devastating things in their life before they realize that everything that was being taught to them out of love was trained to them out of love, that it was all for their good. Don't you understand? Jesus died, gave his life. It was all for our good. Do you get it? The substances of this world, alcohol, drugs, and sex, and money, and all that will not suffice for your good. Those things, hear me clearly, those things are temporary pleasures fixes. But the peace of God and the love of God is forever. It's eternal. So I don't know about you. I want the peace of God in my life. I want the peace of God to rule my life. Because with everything that I'm seeing in this world, in this old wretched world, I'm going to need that peace. I'm going to need that peace. I'm going to need that peace to be able to get through the trouble, the triumph, the hate, the bitterness, the ridicule. Hallelujah. So I'm just reading you. Yeah, the world hates. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. See, it's, 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 not, it's not fiction that the world will be there for each other. You know, let me put it like this here. Have the same spirit. 
You know, people that like to get drunk and get out and all that, they hang together. They group together. But people that of God, they can't group with those people. They're two different, that's two different worlds. And so the one in the world look at the one that's trying to love them, even in the midst of all the stuff that they're practicing, and they look at them in a mad and mean way when all the one that's trying to live for Jesus and righteousness is just trying to love them and just trying to establish some relationship with them that they might be drawn out of a world of darkness into this marvelous light. That's it. That's it. You see, people that live according to God's will, his word, and his righteousness, no one is jealous of what you have or what you're doing or what you've accomplished. Why? Because we understand, we realize that that stuff is nothing. It won't last long. You're going to have to die and leave this world, and you won't take any of that way away with you. It won't mean anything after you're gone. For me, nothing. So why? Y'all putting a lot of questions in your head today, but Why? Why you want to spend your life chasing something that won't last? It won't last. Why? Why you want to put all of these things at the height of your agenda when it won't last? It won't last. Watch this here in Matthew. Watch this here. This is what the word of the Lord says, hallelujah. This is what you got to understand that the Lord wants us to be concerned about him. Beginning at chapter six and verse 33, he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All these things shall be added to you. Watch this now. I read that first to bag up to go to 31. 6 and 31 said, therefore, do not worry. Hello? Do not worry. Don't worry. saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seeks. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. I already know that. He said, but seek first. But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek him first. Seek him first. Seek him first. Now. Not later. Because the 34th verse says this. It said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. And it's sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You're going to have trouble in it when, it, when, when time comes soon enough. So why worry? Why worry? See, it, it's so much worrying going on, although people don't like that word worry. And, and when things are heavy on their mind, they think they're just being concerned. No, you're worrying. You're worrying. 
uh, when you're trying to fix stuff that you can't fix, you're worrying. When you're trying to fix things, uh, figure out things, excuse me, figure out things that you can't figure out, you're worrying. When you can't control things that is out of your hands, you're worrying. You're worrying. And this is why I'm talking about the peace of God, the gift of peace. The gift of peace come when you receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, this Holy Spirit, that's when the whole, that's when the gift of peace comes. And if you haven't received this Holy Spirit in your life, then you're going to always have problem with the gift of peace. Then things are going to bother you. Hallelujah. It's going to bother you because you have not allowed the gift of peace to enter in. The gift of peace. See, the gift of peace. It says, I like to say this another way as well I move forward. But first, most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. His, listen to me, his way of doing and being right. Not my way, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and the character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. All of it. All of them be given to you. All of it will be given to you. So this is why he asked you to pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. His will. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Bring peace from heaven and let it be here with me on earth. And the way that I'm going to be able to do that, they give us day, give us this day our daily bread. This day. What I'm speaking to you today, I'm, I'm sharing the daily bread with you now. Give us this day our daily bread. Feed us, fill us with your word. And while you're doing that, let us, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from who? The evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. Now watch what he says about what belongs to the Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let me say it again. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For what? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses. Neither will your father forgive you forgive your trespasses. You want peace? Commit your life to Jesus today. Cry out to him and admit that you're sinning. That you're lost, you're confused. Let him know you've been chasing other stuff. To fill the void in your life. 
and it, it's not working. It's not working. You feel pretty good about yourself because of your accomplishment, because that's what the adversary wants you to, because, see, the adversary feels you and feeds your pride. And so the way he feeds your pride with things and stuff and positions and accomplishments and, and money and goals and materialistic things and substance and all that. So he makes you feel like you're the man on top of the world. You're all that. You're nobody without Jesus. No one is. And what we need and what we need is the love of Jesus and the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus to shed abroad in our hearts. We want to pray with you today. We want to pray that you seek this peace. Seek this peace in Jesus. Don't let the devil keep you blinded. Don't let him keep you off balance. Don't let him keep you distracted. Because all of the things that the stuff that's in the world, he used as distractions to keep you off balance from, from looking within your heart and seeing that darkness in your heart that needs a light to come in and shine. Oh, yes, that's what he does. And you see, somebody has to tell you the truth so that you can find within yourself to let you know, I don't care what job you own, what status you have, I don't care how big your house is, how many cars you got in the garage, I don't care how much money you got in the bank account. That does nothing for heaven. Nothing for heaven. Nothing for salvation. I don't care if you're the head pastor of the church and a deacon and all and the missionary and all. That does nothing for heaven. Born again and forgiveness of sin. And when the Lord allowed to grant you the spirit of peace, which is his Holy Spirit, to live in your life and that you commit your life to walk righteously before him and obey his command, that is what matters. That's what matters. And the deceptiveness of the adversary is, is gotten so wide open and broad now. It's hard to talk to people about Jesus. But the word of the Lord said that in these last days, perilous times to come, they're going to be unbelieving believers and all of that, unbelieving people, people are hard-hearted, stiff-necked and all of that, and, and they're caught up into themselves and self-righteousness and all that stuff. That, that is happening right now. It's happening today. So I pray that anyone that's listening to, to me right now, don't let your pride kill you. Don't let your pride destroy you. If you know, if you look in the mirror and be honest with yourself, that you're not happy, that you're not satisfied, and that things get to you and it bothers you, when you're all alone, away from everyone, all by yourself, then you can be honest with yourself. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I got all this stuff around me. I got a comfort. I got a good job. I got this, got that. But I'm still not happy because something is missing. That's that emptiness. That's that void on the inside that haven't been closed up. We're going to pray for you today. But you got to do something on your own. Father, we thank you right now. Thank you for this chance and opportunity for your word. Father, we pray that you spoke to them, spoke to them through me, 
with your voice. They didn't hear my voice. They heard your voice, your word. And it convinced and it convicted their hearts to look at themselves even closer and realize if they're going to make it in this world, no matter what they're facing, that they need your peace. Father, we pray that they will humble themselves and repent, come to you and receive peace. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you right now. We glorify your holy name. We praise you forevermore. We decree and declare, Father, that your word, your Holy Spirit will come and enter in in their hearts and in their minds. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. May the peace of God be with you and the heavens be in your life upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Salah. God bless you. Have a good day.